0: Alright, we've had a few more questions come in, and I mentioned this in a previous soundbite, but there's been a number of very specific questions coming in. I like it because it means that coaches are uh, you know, doing their homework, studying the game, and uh, working hard to give their teams the best chance of doing well in playoffs. So this particular question is uh, from a coach of a high school team that's going to be going to, it looks like it's going to be the state championships, so the finals, and uh, he knows he's going to be playing against a team that likes to send a floater. And his question was, you know, what are your thoughts against, uh, what are your thoughts about playing against a team that is always floating a guy high? So um, without having watched this team that you're going to be playing, playing against um, firsthand, I'm going to kind of give it a general feel for what my philosophies are on playing uh, against a team that's got a floater or that's using a floater. So first of all, there's generally, you're going to see two types of floating um, one is where they've just got a guy that really never comes back into the zone. So, uh, you know, and there are different reasons why teams may or may not do this. Uh, there's, you know, sometimes I won't get into all that. But the first type is a guy that, you know, no matter what, is kind of just hanging out around the, around the center ice line or around the far blue line. And uh, so that's the first type. The second type is a little bit different. I actually prefer this as a team, um, you know, offensively is a team that's just, you know, they, they fly a guy out of their own zone early. So basically they're, they're looking at it, and as soon as it looks like their own team may get the puck in the defensive zone, they're shooting a guy out, you know, out of the zone fast. Um, you know, I, I actually don't mind this style of play at all. I think it's pretty effective if, if your players are good enough at reading that transition well. So, um, you know, kind of a basic rule is, you know, defensemen never want to let a guy get behind them. Um, but the question is, is what type of floater are you talking about here? So if it's the first type where there's, you know, they basically send a guy that never comes back into the zone, then, um, you know, I guess, you know, really the, the best answer I think would be, um, you know, you just, you want to have a close gap, but basically your defensemen are, they're going to have to change their mindset a little bit. It's not going to be lefty, right D it's going to be, um, you know, spread man D so the guy furthest back and then you know the offensive more you know the, the defenseman that goes into the zone so it's a, a close D far D situation I guess um instead of a instead of a lefty right D so you're gonna have a guy one of them's gonna have to stay back and uh, be mindful of that floater because the worst thing you can do is is be giving up breakaways in a championship game in my opinion so um that would be, you know, kind of the main thing. If if they're playing it the second way, where they bring all five guys back into their zone, but then on that transition they're f- firing a guy out fast, then that I would say, you know, bring all five of your guys in. So let both these stay on the blue lines, um, and and play offensively. But then you're going to have to be very mindful and hopefully quick on the transitions. And so a general rule of, you know, kind of like like a saying, I guess you could say that helps players visualize it is close gap with the furthest man up the ice so your furthest defenseman back should keep a close gap through the whole neutral zone okay so we talked about a little bit about this um in one of my previous posts my one of my recent posts on the blog um where we talked about you know having maintaining that gap control on a one on one where you're close gap by the time that you get to the far blue line in a floater situation you got to be more aggressive earlier so it's a close gap through the neutral zone. So whichever guy is the furthest guy back is going to be close gap with the other team's furthest man forward throughout that entire neutral zone. Doing that will make it so that they're never going to get a step ahead of you um, you know, and, and, and catch you flat-footed or sneak a guy behind you or whatever. So as long as your defenseman has got that head on a swivel and if it's the first scenario where they got one guy that just stays floating back then basically you're gonna have a defenseman two stick lengths away from that guy no matter where he goes that's why I said it's not as much um, it's not as much east and west it's not as much right D lefty D. it's more north and south you know it's it's we've got a, a far defenseman back is basically gonna to have to shadow that uh, that um, the floater man so that guy's not gonna get away from him because you know he might be back but if the guy's on one side of the ice and he's on the other that's still going to leave you open for, uh, you know, for possible breakaways and stuff like that. So that's kind of my two cents worth. Um, you know, if there's really a team that's just never bringing a guy back into the zone, I think that's interesting to see. Um, you know, especially at the championship game at the high school level. I mean, I would hope to see some, a little bit more well-rounded style of play from that, uh, you know, from that caliber of play, but you know what? stuff happens so uh, my guess though is you're probably look talking more about like a guy flying the zone early than uh, you know than a guy that just never comes back into the zone so flying the zone early that's I think that's just good hockey that's just good you know uh, hedging your bet hopefully you're anticipating and and reading that transition properly and then you're going and if that's the case then you know you've got to get your guys used to reading that transition too. And the defenseman got to keep a head on a swivel. And you may designate, you know, you might say, hey, whichever, um, you know, as soon as that transition happens, I want the weak side defenseman leaving the blue line and getting out in the neutral zone and get that head on a swivel, find the guy that's busting out of the zone and get that gap control, you know, get that close, close gap, close gap through the neutral zone. My definition of close gap is two stick lengths away. So you're close enough that you can basically have your stick on the other player's stick. Uh, I know some coaches like a more aggressive definition of close gaps. So whatever definition, whatever definition you're comfortable with, if it's working, then it's working. So don't let my opinion tweak something that's already working for your team. But, um, you know, that's, that's the definition I've used that has worked well with me and with the teams I've coached in the past. So, That's, you know, like I say, that's my two cents worth. So hopefully that helps. And uh, good luck in your championship game. And definitely make sure you let us know how it goes because I love success stories from our coaches. And uh, there have been quite a few lately. So keep it up. Keep up the good work. Good luck in your championship game. And um, good luck maintaining control over that floater.